0: Well, hey friends, welcome to Wednesday, May 31st. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Enough for Today. We're in Psalm 78, so I want you to join me there. We're, we're coming in to the end of the psalm, and it's been a long one, so thanks for staying with me. 72 verses, and we are picking it up today in about verse 60. So we're studying, we're following the trajectory of a nation who belongs to a faithful God, but they are unfaithful to him. And he continually pursues and pursues and forgives and forgives. But then eventually his anger, is mercy, I'm sorry, his mercy comes to uh, a, a place of giving place to his wrath. His judgment has to fall. And this, this on-off relationship we trace really through the entire Old Testament. But God is always the deliverer. He's always the redeemer. He's always the faithful one. And God's people are always the unfaithful ones. And that's really the big takeaway is that this psalm is being written to the southern tribe of Israel after the northern tribe has forsaken God, after they have apostatized. And the instruction in the early part of the psalm is hold on to God, hold on to his word. Uh, Don't turn back. Don't do what Ephraim, the northern kingdom, has done. So we pick it up today um, that God delivered them from Egypt. Yet, verse 56, they tempted him, provoked him. They turned back. Verse 57, they dealt unfaithfully. They were turned aside like a deceitful bow. So uh, like a, a, a bow and arrow, a bow that's, uh, that's the tension is uneven, and so it's going to shoot the arrow the wrong direction. Israel keeps going off in the wrong direction. They keep getting away from God. They're prone to wander. Uh, so They turned back, they dealt unfaithfully like their fathers. They were turned aside like a deceitful bow. Moses predicted this, Joshua predicted this. We're now in the time of uh, really after Joshua coming into Judges, the early years of the nation of Israel, before the kings, before the split of the northern kingdom. So they come out of Egypt into the promised land. That was a big time, Joshua, the conquering and the dividing up of the land. When they did this, they did this at the city or they built a place called Shiloh. Shiloh, the root word, uh, shalom, okay? Uh, Shiloh, it's a word for peace. It's a word for salvation. Uh, Ultimately, Jesus is shalom. He is the true Shiloh. But this place, Shiloh, was in the northern kingdom. It was in the tribe of Ephraim. This place today is located about an hour north of Jerusalem. You can go there and see the ruins of Shiloh. But for nearly 300 years, Shiloh was the capital of, of the nation. Now you got to remember, this was during the period of the Judges. So when you read the book of Judges, the quantifier of this time was every man did that which was right in their own eyes. There was no cohesive following of God among the tribes of Israel. People would come to Shiloh to worship, but they were wandering away from God. And there was a lot of paganism, there was a lot of idolatry, there was a lot of, uh, of pagan worship that was brought in to the nation throughout the, the the land at this time so they turned back they dealt unfaithfully they were turned like a deceitful bow verse 58 for they provoked him god to anger with their high places and moved him to jealousy with their graven images there's the paganism there's the idolatry when god heard this he was wroth his anger was kindled and he greatly abhorred he turned away he rejected them Verse 60, so that he forsook the tabernacle of Shiloh, the tent which he placed among men. Now remember the tabernacle went with them all through the wilderness wanderings into the promised land and then it was pitched in Shiloh. This was the center of their worship, the capital of their new nation. And for nearly 300 years, God's presence dwelt in the tabernacle in the Holy of Holies, the Ark of the Covenant at Shiloh. But what happened, historically speaking, the Israelites, because of their pagan worship and because they began even to worship the Ark of the Covenant in place of the God who manifested his presence at the Ark of the Covenant. They really got everything mixed up and they began to worship the artifacts, the material expressions, instead of the God of these, uh, of these material expressions. And so they got away from him. And they lost the Ark of the Covenant. They took it out to battle. If you remember the story, and I'm just extemporaneously trying to remember, they took the Ark out to covenant, out to battle like it was a good luck charm. They treated God like a good luck charm. And the Philistines captured the Ark. And for some time, the Ark then was out of the possession of the nation of Israel. And this was a dark time. And it was a time of the sense that God had forsaken them. Had he totally given up on them? No. But they turned away from him, so they essentially removed themselves from the covenant love and the covenant presence of God, and so God removed himself from their presence. He forsook the tabernacle of Shiloh, the tent which he placed among men, and delivered his strength into captivity and his glory into the enemy's hands. This this manifestation of God's presence and glory, the Ark of the Covenant, was given over to the Philistines. He gave his people over also, on, <coughs> excuse me, unto the sword, and was wroth with his inheritance. So they lost the battles um, against the Philistines. Verse sixty-three: the fire consumed their young men, and their maidens were not given to marriage. Their priests fell by the sword, and their widows made no lamentation. You can read. Uh, about these situations early in the book of 1st Samuel. It was a very bad time before King Saul, during the time of Eli, the priest, Hophni and Phinehas, his sons, and then eventually Samuel. Samuel was used by God to kind of uh, hold things together until uh, God anointed David. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Their priests fell by the sword. Their widows made no lamentation. Then the Lord awaked as one out of sleep, and like a mighty man that shouteth by reason of wine, and he smote his enemies in the hinder parts, and he put them to a perpetual reproach. Moreover, he refused the tabernacle of Joseph, and chose not the tribe of Ephraim, but chose the tribe of Judah, the Mount Zion, which he loved. Now, let me just encapsulate everything we've just read very quickly and bring today to a close. The ark was in the possession of the Philistines all through the life of Samuel, all through the life of Saul, uh, the the first king of Israel. You're coming now into 1 Samuel and then then into 2 Samuel. And then God rejected Saul because of his pride and anointed David. David became king. And it it was into David's reign that he went, he was a man after God's own heart. He was a leader after God's own heart. And so he, drew the nation, unified them back around the worship of God. He, um, he pursued God with all of his heart, and he led the people back to God. And David is the one that conquered the Jebusite city, Salem, established Jerusalem to be the new capital of the nation of Israel. And then he went out to battle and defeated the Philistines, and they... Sent the ark back to Israel. If you remember those stories, pretty amazing stories, and they recovered the ark of the covenant. David brought that ark back to Jerusalem, celebrated. If you remember, this is when he danced before the Lord, and before the people. And they brought the ark back, and he uh, he established a place, uh, Ornan's threshing fo- floor that he purchased, and he pitched the tabernacle, the tent, and he brought that uh, that ark of the covenant, the presence of God, back into that tabernacle, which resided then at Jerusalem. And that became now the new place of worship, the new place of God's choosing to manifest his presence. And, uh, and then eventually that became the site of the temple. And you fast forward several thousand years and now you have Temple Mount of today. Now, what is all the big takeaway here, okay? The northern kingdom, Ephraim, and which was not split in the time we're talking about, And the place of Shiloh was the place of God's presence. It was the place that God chose uh, to make his presence manifest, to gather his people in worship, and to form this new nation. This new nation rejected God, led themselves and others astray. They brought in pagan worship. They went after idols. They went after their own pleasure. And as a result, God withdrew his blessing. God withdrew his presence. It was many years later that another leader stepped in and said, let's turn back to God. And God then returned his presence. And God chose Jerusalem and the tribe of Judah to be now the new capital, the new center of the place of worship. One of my big takeaways here is missed opportunity and lost opportunity. God will accomplish his purposes with or without me But he wants to use us. He wants me to be engaged in his will. He wants to manifest himself through us together. If we choose to reject him, he will withdraw the purposes that he would have done and he'll accomplish them another way. The northern tribe Ephraim and all the northern tribes missed their opportunity because they continually forsook the Lord. The southern tribe of Judah, they were presented a new opportunity. The next generation presented with a new opportunity. The next leader presented with a new opportunity uh, to follow the Lord and God accomplished his purposes through them. God is sovereign. He's in control, but he's going to respond often to my decisions to make him preeminent or to dethrone him, to try to treat him like a good luck charm, to try to exploit him and use him for my purposes, in which case, He will take his purposes and his glory elsewhere. So my friend today, I want to encourage you, don't miss the opportunity to make God preeminent and to see his purposes unfold in your life. Let's do the same in our church. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus, keep him preeminent and may his purposes unfold in our lives and church the way he's designed them to. Hey, happy Wednesday. Join us tonight for groups. If not, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day.